Welcome everybody to the All Elite Zone podcast. This is our 11th episode of Talking Elite. And tonight we're going to see if we can predict the future. I know Adam, I know he's got, you know, all the knowledge in that beard of his and all that mystical powder, you know, power. So I think he'll be able to predict the future very well with this uh, topic. Yeah, uh, I'll try. I mean, I'm not the greatest <laughs> predictor, but I mean, I have ideas. All right, so before we get started, let me introduce you to everybody's favorite, favorite DJ, favorite radio host, favorite bearded wonder, the Bubba to my Devon. Welcome, Adam, to the show. Devon, get the tables. That's the best Bubba I can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, so it's going to be a very fun episode. Um, unfortunately, Connor is having some issues um, personally. Not sure what's going on, but uh, he won't be able to make it tonight. But he will be in the chat below, so he'll be leaving comments like this lovely comment. So Connor says, hey, guys, sorry I couldn't be on, but he will be on the chat for a bit, though. So Connor, I'm so glad that you are still able to come into the chat with us and talk for a little bit. Love you, brother, and hope all is well. Yeah, man. Miss you. I hope everything's going all right for you. All right. So and then uh, before we get into our our picks um did you watch any of the clips from last night's dynamite i did i did um i thoroughly enjoyed both uh the in-ring segment with mjf and christopher daniels um and i also thoroughly enjoyed the mark briscoe josh woods match um that, that was, was actually crazy. that actually might have been in my match of the night it was it was a really good match Man, Josh Woods so, looked amazing out too. Like, I gotta give a lot of credit to. Uh... But yeah, no, I enjoyed that match uh, very much. So um, I'm very glad that after it, Mark Briscoe was officially announced part of All Elite. So yeah, I was um, super excited to see that uh, graphic be posted today, and it's sad that it had to be, unfortunately, due to um, unfortunately the passing of his brother, but. So happy for him. I'm thankful for him to be on there. Um, I'm actually excited to see what he does um, with Mark Sterling and Tony Nese next. You know, I feel like that would be a fun little story to kind of get him accumulated to uh, to Dynamite and Rampage and AEW. Yeah, no, and uh, it's I'm actually excited to see where they go with him as well in Ring of Honor, you know, with tag titles, everything like that. If, if they find him a new tag partner or he goes at it alone, so... It'll be interesting to see where they go with it. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with that. Um, a lot of people are speculating that he's going to go for the world championship. Um, I'm not sure. Like that'd be kind of fun to see Claudio and and Mark. I think that'd be a great match. Oh yeah, no, I totally agree. So, um, yeah, I'd like to see Mark Briscoe do wonderful things in AEW. Um, I mean, we already know he does wonderful things in Ring of Honor, so. Love to see him having the sky's the limit in AEW. Yeah, I know um, one of the cool moments I liked last night, it was just a brief, like, second moment, but did you see that promo that the Elite were cutting um, with uh, AR Fox and Top Flight? Did you see that little bit of a, a House of Black? Um, like, I did. Um, I did. And I love the let, fact that yeah. nothing was said. It was that, that, that planting of the seed that the House of Black um, and they actually, um, they, they, I don't know if they interviewed Malachi or, or someone, and someone said, like, it makes sense. 
for the House of Black to go for the trios titles. I think they've so, been built very um, strong. I of late, really hope so, that yeah. sets up something. So, yeah, I I agree with you on that one. Um, and then of course you had another one. My like my last favorite portion of the night. You had um, MJF and Christopher Daniels that that promo uh, battle between the two, and to see I think a new side of Christopher Daniels we haven't seen really since Impact was that Fallen Angel uh, character. Uh, what did you think of MJF's promo and that production last night with MJF and Christopher Daniels? Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, MJF's promo of basically keeping the crowd on his heel side, um, saying you used to be devil worshippers, and uh, that that was really funny to me. Um, but man, when Christopher Daniels came out and his just his his promo. I mean, the man's been in the game for so long. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, um, especially when he said dick in the dirt. Um, <laughs> I did not expect that to come out of the mouth of Christopher Daniels, but um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, of course, you get the classic MJF heel of low blow, let's beat this guy up, and blah, blah, and here comes you know, Brian Danielson. So um, I, I thought it was a great in-ring segment. Um and uh, I, I think the matchup revolution is going to be a great, solid Iron Man match. Yeah, like I feel like last night, I think it helped get a last push to Revolution. So I'm excited to see what they do next week uh, to continue continue the story. But I think going forward now, I think uh, that really helped sell the pay per view for me last night. Yes, absolutely. Um, definitely, definitely want to. Um, find a way to watch that pay-per-view for sure yeah because if it, it's one of those ones that like i cannot wait to buy it um i'm trying to see if there's a theater around because i think it'd be fun to go to a theater and watch it <clears throat> so depending on availability i might go watch it at a theater and there Not, it is the classic lane freeze ladies and gentlemen uh <laughs> well you're fro- it's weird but like you're frozen on my end oh i was frozen on your end yeah that's what's weird ah. so I don't know. You're frozen on mine, so I don't know. Yeah, it's weird, like because on my end, like I'm crystal clear. Gotcha. I mean, I'm also going on um, uh, mobile hotspot right now on my phone, so that might be it too. But I don't know. Yeah, because other than that, like said, you're crystal clear on my end, and from what I'm seeing on my side, it seems like it's fine. So, all right. Well, um, Connor. I'm going to start with Connor to see his predictions real quick, and then we'll discuss ours. Um, so Connor, um, so he is pre- apparently, since AEW started every world champion, he's predicted has happened. So maybe the next two will happen. So he is going with, in order, Danielson, Wardlow, and Adam Cole. So that is a very, um, actually a really powerful three that I could see happening. Uh, what's your takes on his picks? Um, I like him. Um, do I do I give Danielson the title right away at Revolution? I don't think so. Um, I I think something funky happens with MJF winning at Revolution, and you have uh uh uh, uh Brian Danielson win it. Uh, what would be the one after Revolution? Is that all in? Uh, it's either all in. Yeah, it should be all. Yeah, it should be all in then all out. Because it yeah, goes all in, all out, and then full gear. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, all in. I I, I think that's where you get Brian Danielson finally winning that title. Um, only for MJF to again use that 
diamond ring to win it back. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, there is something in store for Wardlow, although Wardlow's, it's been kind of funky with his story. Um, I think he wins that TNT title back from Joe, and he holds on to that for a while. Um, I don't know how soon you'd be put in the title picture, but that story is there between him and MJF. And Adam Cole, I can definitely see hold the AEW title at some point, um, unless he's injured again or you know something like that. But, I mean, solid bold predictions from from Connor for sure. I feel like, um, especially like with Wardlow, I feel like that one. That, like I guess, really, to be honest with you, uh, two out of three already have stories with MJF. So like, it'd be a good way to visit it for when he does decide to lose the title. And um, my picks are actually kind of um, similar to the concept of what Connor came up with. Um, each one of my picks has some kind of situation with MJF inside or outside of the ring. So, um, and then I have just then one of the picks is very actually dead on what Connor was saying, uh, his actual last pick. So it'll be fun to talk about. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to get into this. Um, Adam, do you want to go first with your number one? Yeah, uh, so number one, I, I, I do think it's going to be Brian Danielson um, will be your next uh, champion after MJF, uh, simply because of the storyline going with him and MJF. Um, I don't think it happens at Revolution. Like I say, I think it's too soon um, to take the title off MJF, especially with you know the heat that he's getting and, and the publicity he's getting. Um, it, it's that story is there that you can carry it two pay-per-views in a row. Um, it's that long-term storytelling that Tony Khan loves doing that I enjoy. Um, so I honestly do think, you know, Brian Danielson does win that title, um, at all in. Um, however, I feel like that following dynamite as, you know, Danielson is getting a speech, you know, we hear MJF's music hit. And then out of nowhere, he hits him from behind with the diamond ring, calls the ref to the, the ring and says, here, here's one of my rings. I want my title match right now. <laughs> and just wins it right there on dynamite to start it off. Almost using it like how Edge did um, after he won Money in the Bank, that first Money in the Bank. So I think that'd be a cool, um, I think that'd be a cool moment, especially because, you know, it wouldn't make it wouldn't make either competitor look weak, and you could still give MJF another great run after that. So, you know, I I, I think that'd be I could see that actually happening. I think that would be a good a good way to do a rematch. Um, but I would also do it under MJF's rules instead of Danielson's. Um, I mean, I also think that it also gives a good rub to Brian Danielson. You know, he finally wins that AEW championship for that that moment, only to lose it. And now you got more more support for the guy from the audience. You know, from the fans are like, dude, he only held that for so long. He should have held it longer. Boo MJF. Now you get the heat back on MJF. And you can possibly continue that storyline to all out for a final match. You know, that would be like, I think that'd be awesome. Um, And I I think while you're doing that as well, you can easily build up your next challenger to MJF after that. You know, I think with Danielson, you know, he's really held almost every major title in every major company. Really, the only one I don't, I think, really, the only two he hasn't won it in is New Japan and AEW. So to have him hold, you know, the almost the last, you know, big championship before he retires, 
because um, unfortunately, you know, I think he's got maybe a couple years left before he retires, you know, fully. So I, I would love to see uh, Brian Danielson. Um, I'd love to see him actually hold a big one at least one more time before he retires. Uh, I agree. I think that's the last one that's eluding him right now. And just to have that on his belt, you know, no pun intended, okay. notch on his belt, um, it, it'd be a great moment for him to where he could finally say, all right, I've done everything I can. And, you know, if he does decide decide to be like, all right, I'm done in the ring, my body's had enough, I mean, he can always have a backstage present, you know, with an AEW, you know, or oh, yeah. he goes back to WWE because, you know, he's never burned bridges there. I'm sure, especially under the uh, Paul Triple H Levesque regime, they'd welcome him back as a coach um, because who wouldn't want Brian Danielson as – a wrestling uh, pro wrestling coach in their company or their promotion. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. that that's just a given. And then, like I said, you could e- easily put him with Ring of Honor to help out. You know, some of the new talent down there. You could easily put him back in NXT um, as a coach, like William Regal does. So, you know, he's going to be one of those lifer um, where he doesn't have to wrestle to be part of the business. So, um, I, I would love to see uh, Brian Danielson. Um, before I give my first pick. Um, we have a comment in the comment section. Uh, Brenda, she says, hey, guys. Hello, Hope Brenda. You're doing well, Brenda. Welcome. Always a, always a pleasure to have you watching us, and good to see you back, because I know it's been a little bit since we saw you on our chat, so welcome back, Brenda. All right, so my number one pick. Now, this one actually would take a little bit of a build. He's already got a lot of fire underneath of him, but he could be easily put into that next babyface challenger the next baby face champion and for me it's darby allen so with darby he has had a lot of uh great matches he has been very booked strongly i feel like he's probably the most consistent when it comes to when it comes to AEW. you know he's had you know two good you know tnt championship reigns he had a great you know match with joe he's had great moments with sting he was kept his you know stock up during you know the pandemic so he's one of the ones that i think have been very consistent on that main roster and with darby like i said he has that match um almost a year ago against mjf that was amazing in ring work from both competitors so that would be a good uh challenger for max and for basically potentially take that belt off of him so i think darby will be the next uh, i think he'll be the next big challenger if I'm going off, you know, kind of their trend here, I really think that they're going to have a good big baby face, and I think they're going to go with Darby Allen. I mean, it's not a bad choice. Um, I mean, Darby's got the fan base. Um, as far as draw, though, um, and getting the ratings up to where they need to be, and I hate to go to that, is Darby Allen that guy? Um I'm not taking anything away from Darby no, Allen yeah. as as a competitor. I think he's a hell of a guy, a hell of a competitor in the ring. Hit some of his matches, um, uh, I mean, are are above none. I mean, he's just crazy. He's a flyer. Uh, he's an aggressor. Uh, I, I mean, and he does this as a small guy. Uh, he's not a big guy at all, but he could move. Um, and, and so I can I can kind of see Darby Allen as far as a challenge. Um, but as a champion, I, I just don't see it. Um, he is, I hate to use the term, but he's mid-card at best. Um, and um, and it sucks that way because he does have talent and he does have the fan base. 
I mean, he's got fans behind him. Um, but, uh, and I hate using the word fickle, but that's what wrestling fans are. You know, they'll, they'll be bored with someone's title reign and they'll let you know. Um, and it has happened within the industry. I mean, a lot of people have said, oh, that championship run was subpar. It was very quiet. It it wasn't that great. Um, you know, some people said that about hangman pages run. Like, yeah, we, it was underwhelming, you know. It wasn't a great run. I, I thought it was a decent run. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't say it was the top two or three AEW championship runs in the company. It, it was decent. Um, he had a great feud with Adam Cole. But other than that, I, I really didn't, you know, get excited for that run. Um, mm-hmm. I feel the same way with Darby Allen. I, I feel like Darby is a great uh, in-ring performer, um, but you put a title belt on him, it, I don't know. Fans would be like, oh, it's a feel-good moment. But then, you know, what if they lose that? They're like, eh, just it's it's a mediocre run right now, you know? So, I mean, that's just my take on it. No, like, no, that's very honest of you. Um, I think for me, uh, this is like, that's why I kind of asked you first because I wanted to see what your take on it was. I think for me, like, what you would do is you have little, you know, less than a year now to book your next, you know, probably book your next champion. And I think with Darby, he, he has that loyal fan base that Punk had. And I feel like if you would give him, you know, though, if, I think if you would book him, like almost like a similar way that you booked um, Punk when he, when that, that first big WWE championship when they had, um, when he beat John Cena. If you would do something very similar or just have a big, kind of like almost like a construction, like you kind of structure it to where, you know, you have him beat Sting in like a retirement match, right? You have that um, to help leverage him up if that's the direction they go. Um, I think that if you have if you build him up right, you could have a great champion. Now you could have a good solid run of I would say you could I wouldn't even just say hey you can even give him like the shortest title run, um, asides from you know Adam you know Adam Page, but if you had or or CM Punk. But if you like, you give him a good, you know, like four or five months because he's really busted his ass. And I think if you give him a good four or five months, and then while you know while you're doing that, you build up your next um, heel. And that's gonna be my number two pick. I actually have a really good idea for a good heel going into um, to basically for who I would de- basically defeat Darby Allen. No, and you know what? And, and like you said, the the story writes itself between MJF and Darby. So I think the match itself, it would be a phenomenal match. Um, So, uh, and and as far as short-term run, I mean, I've already predicted Brian Danielson winning and losing within three or four days. Um, And and it's crazy, but that's just what I see, you know, because I, I don't think you end 2023 with, someone else is your champion. You have to end it with MJF as your yeah. champion. Um do you do you go to the do you go to the I hate to use it, but do you go the Roman Reigns route and have him hold the belt the whole year and beating everybody in, in Which, silly ways. Yeah. But that's the thing is I mean you want to have a couple of good feel good moments in the year. I mean that's how you're gonna get you know people talking. That's how you're gonna get um you know rating spikes you're that's that's how you're gonna get a follow. You know, that's how you're going to beat some of your competitors. And I think that moment at Revolution 
this year would be Brian's, you know, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson beating MJF only to lose it. No, I'm saying lose at Revolution and then win it all in and lose four days later after all in. I think Connor has a good um, stipulation that he just mentioned too to kind of like back up what – Kind of what you were saying. He has Daniel uh, Danielson beating MJF at Revolution 2024, and if Danielson loses, he has to retire. I mean that that that's a great setup, but I don't think you carry it for the whole year. I think you do what you do with them right now, and then you bring someone else in to compete with MJF while you know Brian Danielson does his own thing, or maybe take a little break and then come back and be like, all right, hey, I'm back again. I've been right. training better. I've been training stronger. Um, and um, I got one – I want one more run at this at this title. And if I can't beat you, I'm done wrestling. Yeah, like I said, I think you could easily – I don't think it should be – like I said, you have MJF have it for a good year at least. And then I think no matter what challenger they pick, I think you tour defeats him. You have to like you build them up in that time frame, so it could be interesting. Um, Alan, thank you for uh, joining the chat. Um, Alan says, "Yeah, MJF beating guys like Danielson, Darby, Guevara, Hangman, and Jungle Boy. You know, they're all guys that, in a way, plays that uh, you know almost like a second field role, that second violinist role, uh, second chair, where they will be look great and be over, um, but you're not losing anything if they lose that title match." Right, exactly. I, I totally agree with you on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, Connor, uh, of course, is in the chat with us tonight as well. Um, he says, well, I think that they take a break and revisit visit around the end of 2023, which I think would be a good idea. I, I it, mean, that's exactly what I think should happen is where Brian Danielson either cuts off from his NGF story and take a little break and then you know spend time with family because he's got that freedom. And then come back and, you know, finish up his story with MJF. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be a fun. Um, I think it'd be. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be a, a good. Like I think it'd be a good fun feud. And then almost like how, if you look at it with MJF and Moxley, kind of how that came full circle. So I could see that happening with Danielson and MJF. All right, Adam, what is your number two pick? Uh, so my number two pick, uh, it might be shocking to some, but Jungle Boy Jack Curry. Ooh, uh, okay. Th- there's just something special about him, and I think Tony Khan is starting to see that, hence why he's got him featured every week on Dynamite and Rampage. He's, he's got him on there every week because there's just something so special about him. Um, once he broke away from Hook, at, at that special little tag team they had, Jungle Hook, broke away from that and saying, I'm going for a singles push. I feel like that's what they're pushing him for, that he's, you know, going to be, I, I see him winning the face of the revolution ladder match at revolution. Um, I think he's the one that wins it. Um, obviously, you know, um, do we also see, I, I mean, I might see, you might see jungle boy work double duty at revolution. Uh, you might see him in happen. a match against Christian cage and in the ladder match. Um, and I think I think someone like Jungle Boy Jack Perry could do that, can carry the load. Um, he's still young, um, and I, I think he's got a lot of talent. I, I praise him every week on this show. I really do. 
I thoroughly enjoy Jungle Boy Jack Perry's wrestling skills. I, I enjoy his matches. Um, and, and so I, I see him as a good, formidable opponent to MJF. Um, and, you know, if MJF is still champion at the end of 2023, if it's someone to take the belt off, I think you give it to a fresh baby face like Jack Perry. You build him up. I think with this match with Christian Cage, you know, Jungle Boy finally gets past that, you know, that hump of Christian Cage. You know, he's already done with Luchasaurus. Now he's got past Christian Cage. It's almost like playing video games and you're getting past those levels to reach the boss, the final boss. And that final boss is MJF with the world title. And so I think that's how they're building Jack Perry. Um, like I said, it's will he will he win a, a title this year? He might. He might win the TNT title. He might win the Ring of Honor Pure Champion title if he jumps over there and has a match over there. You know, I see him winning a gold at some point with AEW. Um, and, and I think the big one is the world title. And I think him and MJF would put on a hell of a match. Oh yeah. Like I feel, especially cause they've had, like I said, both of them had, had great chemistry with similar heels or faces in their, you know, in their spots with jungle boy, just seeing it firsthand, you know, being there, you know, um, at winter's coming and almost every dynamite we've seen him at. The crowd gets into the music. They get into them. They're behind him 110%. And, you know, he has that hot baby face, you know, appeal to him where, like, for me, you know, his character has not gone stale. And they've improved it and evolved over time to where you could potentially make him a world champion, you know, within a year or two. So I think I think you're right on the money with that one, Adam. I mean, I like I said, I praise the kid every day. Um every week on this show um and, and honestly like he he's it's something about legacy too i think i think with his his name you know with with his legacy with his dad you know um cuz cuz luke perry was you know he 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 he's been to some of his son's shows you know he supports you know jack throughout his whole start in pro wrestling um, if you've watched the documentary, and I know bringing his name is a sacrilege in professional wrestling, but if you watch the documentary, you can't kill David Arquette. <laughs> David Arquette has a death match with Nick Gage at a show I, and yep. splits his neck. The two guys that took him to the hospital that night were Luke and Jack. Drove I forgot about David that. Arquette to the hospital that night so he wouldn't die. Like, it, it just... it. it it's Jack Perry understands the whole organization of pro wrestling. He understands it, you know, and, and he understands, um, you know, the, the structure of it. And he, and he has a passion for it. You see it in his in-ring performance. He loves doing it. He loves hearing that crowd behind him doing the whole, you know, hand sweat. No, yeah. So, I mean, that's why I feel like that the something's got to, the button's got to be pushed on Jack Perry eventually. And that's why I feel like he, he would be a good, strong candidate to take the title off of MJF if you get a, give him a good build throughout the year. Yeah, and I think if I think you know Tony Khan would not have bought the rights to Tarzan Boy if he did not see anything in you know in in Jungle Boy. So I really I think that'd be a really good pick. I don't have them unfortunately in my top three, and my fiance is going to strangle me for that because she loves Jack Perry, but. Um, I feel like in the next couple of years, he will be a world champion. I, I think that's a guarantee. 
unless something drastically happens and but i think with how he's been booked it goes back to the almost the same thing with darby i mean there was sammy in there too where they've been constantly booked um in dynamite <laughs> and then alan um alan post in there like trent seven though he looked like trent seven i don't think i, I do know. though like uh, hold on let me yeah, Trent, both, because... yeah, both think of uh, Trent Seven. I, I don't think, think he's... I look like Trent. <laughs> I think Adam looks more like Dax Hardwood than Trent Seven, but but he does. Have, they both do have really good mustaches and facial hair. So no, I, I don't want Trent, that <laughs> Trent. I don't want Trent Seaborn. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> so, um, and then no, Ethan, see, I can't. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't be because he's got the stash. Oh, that's right. You don't have, yeah, because he's got he's the crazy up. stash. I can't, I can't do that with my stash. Yeah. Um. Oh wow. Maybe in his earlier days, maybe I looked <laughs> like him because he didn't have the stash there. Yeah. But now he has the stash, so it's like, ah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then Ethan also says Sting in his prime would have been a good AEW World Champion. Oh well, yeah, the man's been champion, you know, for WCW and Impact, so. You know, I'm blessed that we get to see him wrestle and retire. Yeah, he's, on his been own. A, he's been a champion in our hearts. <laughs> yes, he's a champion in our hearts. Maybe do a Legends title. <laughs> Remember when they were talking about that in WWE for a little bit? They were going to do a Legends. Oh title. my god! <laughs> I and then they brought on that stupid 24 seven. I was like, what the hell is this hardcore title BS that they're bringing on right now, man? I was like, this yeah, is so yeah. dumb. At least the hardcore title made sense in the Attitude Era and was a lot of fun. But, man, that 24-7 title was just... I'll tell you, man, that that Battle Royal, I don't know if it was WrestleMania 2000 that had the hardcore Battle Royal, where it was like a 15, 20-minute time limit, and (laughs) the title can change hands through the whole match. And, like, it was the craziest thing, because then they went backstage, had moments, like, (laughs) like, different people were winning that title. That sports entertainment for sure. Yeah. All right. So my number two pick is going to be Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> um, I feel like the reason why, even if he, even, even if he doesn't beat, say, Darby Allen, right? Like how I'm in my fictional, you know, world here, my fantasy booking brain. But I feel like Adam Cole, you could, you, you could have him teeter on being a heel and babyface. So he could do that split run where he's a baby face for, you know, after he wins and then slowly have the fans turn on him and get that nuclear heat like he had in NXT. You know, I feel like, you know, there's he's a draw. I feel like people could easily like, oh, Adam Cole, like NXT world champion. You know, Adam, like, people know the name, you know, Adam Cole more than Darby. So I think with Adam Cole, like he would have something, I think he would have some of the best championship matches, almost like Kenny Omega did. Um, and just have that energy, and then you could easily do like those fantasy matches with him, you know, going going up against you know Omega. You can go up against Darby. He can go up against Danielson. He, he, there's a list of different you know talent he can go up against, and he has that just the energy. The fans love him. So I think for me, I think Adam Cole is my number two pick. It's not a bad pick, um, and I'm probably gonna piggyback off of what you said because. My, my number three is your number two. Um, oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, and you're not wrong. And I hate the flack that some fans give to Adam Cole um, just because he's not a bulky guy. 
you know, and that, that goes back to my saying that wrestling fans are fickle and bitter and so judgmental because they're like, oh, Adam Cole, that midget. Oh, yeah, no, that guy's going to bring in, in ratings. It's like, dude, Adam Cole is a terrific, terrific ring wrestler. Uh, he's just a, a – I call him a ring general. I'm sorry to Gunther, but I call him the ring, a ring general because Adam Cole can basically do magic with almost anybody in the ring. He, he's a very talented – performer in the ring and honestly the flack that he gets he doesn't deserve you know um and, and honestly like i love to see adam cole win a, a big world title you know we've seen him win you know the nxt title we've seen him you know, has he won the, any of the new japan titles i know he wrestled over there for a while do, do i you know don't him? think he won anything in japan to my knowledge i think because right. when he was I'm part of bullet to- club um, let me pull. I'm gonna pull up my cage match real quick and see. But I know that he did. Um, I know he did. In you know he was ROH and that, that's where his side of Bullet Club was. I think he did cross over to New Japan. Um, right. Uh, he was see. Combat Zone Wrestling. He was a champion. Um, Championship Wrestling. Uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. PWG, he was the world yeah. champion over there one time. He also won Battle of Los Angeles in 2012. Ooh, um, okay. Yes, Ring of Honor, he was a three-timer. Uh, one-time world television champion. Uh, tag team champion winner with Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, I don't see anything. WWE, NXT, he was North American. He was actually yeah. the inaugural North American champion. Yeah, that's right. NXT tag team champ. Uh, he was an NXT triple crown champion. Um, and he's won a bunch of year-end awards. Um, so, yeah, no, he – I mean, he definitely has that championship caliber talent. And, um, you know, I think – and it doesn't hurt when you've got um, – Miss DMD as your significant other, they're supporting you. So, <laughs> yeah. well, I think the hard part is he gets a lot of flack, but he didn't get a lot of flack when he was in WWE, though. But, but that's the thing. It's 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 like I said. It's the fickle fans when he jumps shipped. When he jumps ship, it's the same with everybody. When people jump yeah. ships, the the fans are going to be bitter about it. And but that but that's a wrestling community, and it sucks. You know, that's that's what I mean. When mm-hmm. I was growing up, there's nothing like that. You know, like I watched everything. I watched WWF. I watched ECW. I watched WCW, and I had no problem with any of them. And I had no issues with fans. And, and, and because again, there was no social media back then. You know, there was you know, there was no cell phones in the crowd. If you watch a lot of old tapes, there was barely any cell phones in the crowd. Like nobody. You have those classic flashbulbs going off. Like, it's crazy, you know? And, yeah. and I think now today, it's like, you know, once you jump ships, and that, and that goes to Adam Cole, you know, he got the support it, when he was with WWE. But as soon as he jumped to AEW, everybody's like, oh, he's going to be successful over there, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, just just let him do what he wants to do. You know, let let these performers do what they want to do. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's the hard part. Um, I don't know, like, we've discussed a lot. There's a lot of issues. A lot of people had... There was a lot of negative uh, comments about last night's dynamite, and I, and I only had a couple spots I didn't like, but other than that, like it was it was a solid show. It got stories pushed along quite a well, 
And then having, um, you know, you're going to have something next week that leads into, um, you know, with Moxley and Hangman's next part of their feud with, you know, that's coming up at Revolution on that Texas death match. But a lot of people are, like, mad that Evil Uno is going against Moxley next week. And I'm like, why? He's it, And storyline, it makes sense. I just, I don't know. I guess, like, maybe I'm just, um, I'm blinded because I'm an AEW mark, and I'll admit that flat out that's why i do the all week <laughs> podcast but you know yeah. but for me like i really enjoy the show but i don't know if it's because like for me i'm just turning off you know everything that happened last year and all the negativity and just just sitting down and enjoying some good wrestling no and i agree with you and and evil uno is another one of those guys it's like he's entertaining you know and and i think he's very under underrated um, as a performer, I mean, he's got a great following on social media, especially his YouTube. Um, you know, um, I, I've watched his vlogs a lot. He's hilarious. Um, and, and he's Canadian. Surprise, you know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I don't understand um, the negativity from everybody. I mean, why can't – you know, I've said it day in and day out, you know, for pro wrestling. I don't hate the WWE. I don't. I just prefer the product of AEW over WWE right now. Yeah. But that was the same thing going on in, in the 90s and early 2000s with WCW and WWF when it was WWF. It, it was the same thing. You know, some people prefer – there was a reason why certain things happened in WWF that made WCW, you know, 92 weeks in a row, you know? Right. Um, that That's why, you know, Eric Bischoff holds that. He goes, that's why Eric Bischoff's – podcast is called 92 weeks <laughs> you know is because of that um but but i don't understand where this nucleus of hate comments and negativity from fans has to be broadcasted and make other fans of another promotion feel feel downgraded or feel you know less of a person because they prefer this product over this you know i hate going on on media social media i think that's what it is it's social media is now we have access now we got these things where you could go on there and tweet something and either you're going to get positive reply to it or a negative reply to it and that's just how it is you know i think what, what the hard part is too is this goes this you had a lot of issues with WWE for so long and a lot of people wanted triple h to come in charge and there's been times where Triple H's changes have been really great for the company and have brought fans back. I'm interested in to start watching again. I'm not afraid to admit that, you know. But I think on the other day, I think fans are not getting exactly what they want, and they were so used to it for a long time. Even with NXT, you, you know, AEW when they first started, there was a lot of you know things that were happening that a lot of fans were getting really what they want. But now Tony, like with the guns, you know, um, with the guns and having that, you know, a lot of people are like, I, I know you listen to Busted Open, but a lot of people are talking with, um, you know, to Bully Ray about it. And he doesn't get the, I get it's like your baby face is lost, but it was just, a, it was a good ending to a match. You don't have to like the ending, but for saying it's a terrible ending and a botch, like you guys just didn't get what you wanted. I, and I think that's what it is, and I will say this straight up: as as wrestling fans, um, 
I, I think we're not entitled to anything as pro wrestling fans. We, we just go and we enjoy the product. Um, we go and, and we're either gonna, we're gonna cheer the good guys and the faces and we're gonna boo the heels. I mean, it's been that way for a long time. That's pro wrestling. When it gets to this whole entitlement thing of fans where they're like, well, I want this, I want this. And if you don't give us this, we're going to shit all over your product. Why? Just enjoy the product. And you're not wrong. There's been times in WWE where the product has been bad, but I'm not going to shit. I'm just like, eh, I still want to watch us. You know, like I I don't, you know, I'll I'll, I'll tune out for a while. If, if, If it gets better, I'll come back. But you know, in the meantime, I'm, I'm gonna go watch you know Lucha Underground. I'm gonna I'm gonna go figure something else out, you know. And yeah, and it just sucks. That's what it is now. Yeah, and Alan, um, and we've mentioned this a lot, but Alan uh, brought up a very good point that we we preach on this show is you can't have your own opinion anymore. And it feels like that. And the hard part is too is a lot of people book things in their head, and sometimes yes, they could be better than what we're getting, but you going back with the Sasha Banks, um, you know, Monet, you know, with, <laughs> with that whole um, issue where Britt nudgely sprinkled in a boss reference, but they never promised it was going to be, you know, Sasha and the surprise, you know, the whole surprise appearance, they didn't know, you know, ports say they didn't know if, you know, they, if she thought about coming over, but decided last minute, who knows? Um, but just because of that, like, you know, you got to stop, I think it's fun to fantasy book stuff and I have a lot of ideas, but there's a lot of great things going on in really all the companies right now. We are literally in the middle of a wrestling renaissance, but do and I, I you can give criticism, give criticism, please give criticism to any of the shows and any of, you know, any of, you know, the companies, but when you're more, you're not even watching the show and you're giving, and then you're, falsely spilling out stuff just to give give you know more attention on facebook that's when i have an issue no and that's and that's the thing is it is again it goes back to the entitlement it, it goes back um it, it goes back to the whole thing of you don't have to like a product if you don't want to you yeah. know that's that's the choices you have you know if you don't like wwe don't watch that product. If you don't like AEW, don't watch that product. Yeah. Find something else. There's alternatives. You know, there's New Japan Pro Wrestling. You know, there's MLW. MLW. What is that? C-M-I-L-L? You, that you watch yeah, that. There's, yeah. There's Impact. There's there's uh, there's so many professional wrestling promotions out there you can watch. Why why do you feel the need to to does it make you feel like a better person to shit on something? You know, and I think that's what it is. It's it's people projecting that way towards something when they're not happy about it. Yeah. And and, and that's like the problem true. that both and I'll be honest with you, I'm being upfront. Both companies get that. Both of the big companies get that right now. AEW gets it and WWE gets it. They mm-hmm. get shit on by the fans. Um, whether it's the same fans or the opposition's fans, it, it it's what it is. Now you're yeah. and like you said, you're allowed to have you know, you're allowed to have a view on it and what you think of it, but but don't be a negative Nancy about it and and attack the performers. That that's another thing I have a problem with is when fans start attacking individual yes. performers. 
that that's where I say, dude, they're they're people like us. Calm down. Yeah, and it's one of those things that, and then I think it was great for. Well, it wasn't good. Adam Cole got hurt, but that that time that he was away, that re, I think that really helped put money back into his stock a little bit, kind mm-hmm. of tying back into our conversation. Um, yeah. He really, you know, he came in and, you know, the crowds got him. The crowd has um, got him, you know, behind him again. So, I, well, I think Connor yeah. And I'm sorry, of, I went off on a tangent there. So. Oh no, you're good. Well, that that's what's great about this podcast is like a lot of our converse and things. A lot of our conversations it all ties back into our main topic, mm-hmm. and that's and that's why because like I said we. We give our opinions, and you know, but it's also good to discord too. Why, like I said, it kind of gives us that that room, that space to to breathe and to and to communicate. And then, plus, like I said, it just all ties back into, like I said, with Adam Cole. Like it, right? There, it's one of those things that a lot of fans were so down on him and saying he's small, short. But the thing is, is you know, you don't do the same thing to Rey Mysterio. You know, you didn't do that when he was world champion, you know, it was for a short time. But, you know, it's okay to have the smaller guys in your, you know, in your company and be world champion. I agree. And, again, that's that's why, going into our topic, that's why I'll just go straight into it. Number three for me is Adam Cole. I mean, the man is a workhorse. You know, the, for him to re- recover the way he did from a, a, a severe concussion like that and to build himself back up, and that promo when he came back, it was just a solid promo of just be like, dude, I'm not going anywhere. That's almost like that's almost like a if you want me to go away, I hate to say it, if you want me to go away, you're gonna have to kill me. <laughs> that, that's how I felt with that promo from Adam Cole. He's like, I, I I'm gonna you better make sure I'm dead before you make me not be in this ring right now. Yeah. I guess there was Connor. Connor was in there for like a brief was second. Was there a second and boom, bye. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, no, that's, was, yeah. that promo, that, that got me chills when I saw it. I'm like, dude, I need to see this man win the AEW world title at some point because he's got that passion. He he controls that ring when he's in it. He yeah. literally does. Both of his matches against Hangman Page, I thoroughly enjoyed um, I think I, I think there was a lot of excitement in those in those matches with Hangman Page for that those titles, and that's the moment where everybody thought, "Oh my God, Hangman's going to lose the title to Adam Cole." Is that storyline that it seemed like Adam Cole was a legitimate person to take the title off Hangman Page? And yeah. honestly, I like your idea of hey, let have Adam Cole win it as a babyface, but then turn heel. You know, yeah, it's almost yeah. like the complete opposite of what happened with Randy Orton. You know, when Randy Orton won the world title from, you know, I shouldn't say his name, but Chris Benoit, he was a heel. And then he quickly turned babyface. So it's kind of like the opposite. Let's have Adam Cole win it as a babyface, but quickly turn heel. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that I think at least story-wise, it'd be good because then if you need to build up a babyface or if you need to build up a heel, depending on how you want to market it, you know, there's so many directions they could take with it. Yeah, no, and I and like I said, I think I think with Adam Cole, um, from where he's been, I mean, like I said, I just read off all the the promotions he was with, all the all the titles he won in different promotions. 
Maryland, CZW, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, you know, WWE and all that stuff, NXT. Like, it is amazing, you know, that this man has not won big, big titles yet. And I think the AEW title is, is right there for him. And I think it's a good push. I think I think he would have solid matches as champion. You know, you get him against people like a Jungle Boy or a, or a, um, a Ricky Starks or, you know, uh, Darby Allen and all that stuff. You have solid matches with Adam Cole. And like you said, Kenny Omega. You know, you, you could have solid matches with Adam Cole as your champion. Yeah, I think with Adam Cole, he kind of checks all the boxes for a major company um, title push. I think that's kind of why I think that's why like we've been on for actually a good little bit, actually a good chunk of time. But I feel like he ha- like he's that one that has a name value. Your your hype, your fans that are just not mediocre, but they're um, casual. There you go. Their your casual fans could get behind and enjoy. So I think he'd be a good, and then what you could do, use him. And then for my third and final pick, it's actually a little bit different than um, than um, how I, the direction I thought I was going to go when, we, when I first made this list. Um, but I'm going to have to go with Powerhouse Hobbs. Wow. I know it's a little more of a surprise pick, but I think with Hobbs, you, one thing that I know we've had a lot of Discord on, and, um, and Connor and I have mentioned and talked about this a little bit too, but a lot of the big guys don't get used well on Dynamite. And I feel like Hobbs would be a good good person that you could put in there. Um, I would even pair him up with Mark Henry and make him, like, Mark, basically make him a manager and then have him build up to a title win and have him be, like, the next Brock Lesnar, the next Mark Henry, be that big, powerful force that you really don't see a lot in AEW. And I feel like powerhouse Hobbs, you know, he's starting to look and he has that emotional backstory with being on the streets that we saw a few weeks ago with that those vignettes that you know we were seeing Aaron. So I think he could be a good fit for you know for a world championship in a year and a half, two years, maybe even three years down the road, depending on how they book um depending on how they book it. I mean, I don't disagree with you there. If if I had to go with a, a decent big fella on AEW, I think Powerhouse Hobbs does check all the boxes uh, for 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 um, for someone to hold a world title. Um, do they pull the, the the trigger on him? I don't know. I mean, that that all depends on the booking and everything like that. Um, uh, but with Powerhouse, I mean, the idea of Mark Henry as his manager, I like it. I just I'm just not sold as Mark Henry being a mouthpiece for for Powerhouse. I see someone as a mouthpiece for Hobbs as someone like, you know, maybe Mark Sterling or Stokely Holloway. Like I see those guys as a mouthpiece for Hobbs. You know, not to say Hobbs is bad on the mic. I he's got great mic skills, but I want him to be one of those silent, silent champions where, you know, he doesn't have to say anything. He just does it in the ring. Kind of like how, you know, um, you know, Paul Bearer was for The Undertaker when it started out. You know, Paul Bearer was the talker for for The Undertaker. And he's like, this man, he's like, oh, yes. I mean, something like that. You need someone like that as as the mouthpiece for, for Powerhouse Hobbs. 
I do see this year though Hobbs finally winning gold. Um, I think he wins uh, the Ring of Honor television title off of Joe. I, I think yeah. I think I think we see Joe lose the title to Wardlow, the TNT title to Wardlow, and then Joe losing the Ring of Honor television title to Hobbs. And I think Joe takes a little break because the man's been putting his body and and because he everybody knows yeah. it's, it's no it's no secret. Joe is injury prone. He does get injured quick. He he does, you know. But that's just that's just the long term of you know the industry of what it does to your body. You know he's he's getting older there, so his injuries are going to become quicker and quicker because his body. You know, honestly, like that match with Darby Allen, I was like, dude, he must have hurt himself somewhere because that was a brutal match, and Joe put on a hell of a showing in it. You know, the man gives his body one hundred and ten percent. So I honestly think Hobbs wins a, a, a singles title this year uh, just because you, you have this whole story of the book of Hobbs. Like the book of Hobbs, you have to go somewhere with that. You, you can't just keep doing that week in, week out, and not have a final yeah. result of it. You've got to do something with it. And if that means putting a singles title on him, pull the trigger on it and give him a singles title. Let him run with it. And I think that's what Mike um... – let me go back to his comment real quick, but um, that's I think that's one thing that Mike brought up. Um, Hobbs has been kind of a ghost since Full Gear. You know, we haven't really seen him. Um, almost seen the same thing that happened with Christian Cage or not Christian Cage, uh, Brian Cage. I'm sorry, there's been so many cages this week and ages. Um, but with same thing with Brian Cage, I hope he doesn't get that same treatment. Like, and I'm hoping even or even yeah, you said use him in Ring of Honor, build him up in Ring of Honor as an unstoppable force, and you can always bring him back over. Um, right. Um, Michael says, do you guys think that Tony Khan should use his wrestlers better because people that should be getting used and don't you guys think that Tony should start using these guys before they decide to leave AEW? It's it's a hard, um, almost a double-edged sword. and We've talked about this quite a bit. <laughs> but there's just so much talent. Um, and like you said, and like you said, Ring of Honor is there too because yeah. technically when Ring of Honor closed down, a lot of people left. A lot of people left Ring of Honor. So you've got to fill that roster somehow. So I feel like with the talent you have overpooled in AEW, you can bring them on to Ring of Honor, get different eyes on Ring of Honor, um, and, and 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 try to see what you can do with that. Um, I honestly think there are guys that aren't being used as, as much as they should. Um, you know, guy uh, – I mean, man, if I can think off the top of my head um, – yeah, I think he's injured though. Miro, um, Miro's another guy that you know hasn't been used. Yeah, in a while, I think since his semi feud he had with House of Black, it, and then you know he had that angle, and then he hasn't been seen since. Um, you know, do do you use that as House of Black wins the trios titles, and you have someone like Eddie Kingston come back? Because I think Eddie Kingston's hurt, but he might be back, and have Miro come in. And then being a team for the House of Black, and maybe bring on a third person and have you know, that, that as a trios yeah. team. I mean, that that I'd rather see that than them not used at all. You know, I'd rather see Miro, uh, Eddie Kingston, and someone else be used as a trios ta- tag team to battle House of Black as a storyline than none of them being used at all. 
You know, I think that's that's, that I think that's the hard part. Yeah, I think that's the hard part because I'd love to see people like you know Brian Pillman Jr. I would love to see him get used more. Um, I would love to see better for the Dark Order inside just being Hangman's like story piece. You know, um, I'm glad that Preston Vance. You know, it. How long did it take for them to do something with Preston Vance? I mean, I agree, and I honestly thought that tag tornado tag match was awesome. I mean, I think Vance. You know, and and Roosh really worked awesome together as a team. Um, honestly, I mean, you saw that Moxie was going to bleed within the match, but when Vance got bloodied up, the cool thing the announcer said was, "Oh, this this goes back to when like a year ago when Moxley and Vance had a match, and he busted Vance up with the mask on, and he started bleeding." Like they brought it back, you know. So it's nice to see Vance like finally get a little bit of time in the ring and a little bit of shine. So, but, but like you said, it's like, it, it sucks because it is that double-edged sword, Yeah, you know? And that was, I think that's the idea of, you know, we get it. Like you have YouTube too. You could have dark and elevation, but it's also like, but, but TV time, TV time. It's what's precious. And I understand it's a product and, and that's what Tony Khan's trying to do. He's trying to put the best storylines up front um, on TV. But, I mean, you guys mentioned it. We've talked about it. Good storylines are happening on Dark and Elevation as well. Look at, you know, Hangman Adam Page and, you know, not Hangman Adam Page, uh, Ethan Page and, um, you know, and, um, e- you know, Ethan Page and Matt Hardy. I can't, oh, I can't speak today. Yeah, no, that story too. I mean, that's yeah. that's been kind of fueling on dark and elevation, you know, and you know, but you finally kind of saw it a little bit when you know when they tag teamed yeah. against the acclaimed, and you kind of saw it, you know, you kind of saw the story there. So I mean, that's another thing that you kind of saw on TV, but I think that's the plan that we saw it on TV. So now we follow these guys on dark and elevation to see where that storyline goes. You it's know, a good, so, yeah, it's a good trade-off in a way, but yeah, yeah so I, feel like, I think yeah. it's, I think what it is is, like you said, it's a double-edged sword. So, to, I mean, to plainly, the best I can explain my answer to Michael on this question, I think what Tony Khan is trying to do is use as much time as he can with all formats that he has, you know, on television and then on YouTube. Um, he's using those formats the best he can to get those performers out there. Um, I mean, you look at people like uh, you look at people like um, the Renegade Twins. They just won tag the the women's tag titles in another promotion. I think it was the NWA women's tag titles. They they just yeah. won. Yeah. They just won those this weekend. Last weekend, at enough said. Like, <laughs> and they're in they're they're they've been used a lot in AEW, you know, but mostly on Dark and Revel and Evolution Evolution. Elevation, you know, yeah. so, but like I said, Tony Khan's just trying to use all the platforms he can to get these people as much time as they can. I think that's the best way I can explain it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it for our, like, actual picks. Um, since we got a little bit of time left, let's do, uh, let's just, let's give, like, our, like, not a random pick, but a wild card. Let's do a wild card pick. You guys down for that? 
Yeah. Um, man, wild card pick. I didn't even think about a wild card. Um, <laughs> gotta make it fun. Gotta surprise you. I know. Um, <laughs> man, you know what? I'll go. Uh, I'll go with someone. Um, I don't think a lot of people would think I would pick to win the world title, but um, I I would probably go with. With, with Ricky Starks. I mean, you got to revisit that. I mean, he's someone that I think can run with the title. I think AEW sees a lot in him. Uh, otherwise, they wouldn't have given him the push they did against MJF. And I don't think it's a one-off that they did that. Um, I do feel like there's more for Ricky Starks. I think it's more so he's got to finish the storyline with Chris Jericho and the Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, and once he's done with that, maybe he can go back to the world title hunt. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I think someone like an Adam Cole and a Ricky Starks match might, might steal a show. I mean, I think that would be a, a solid match. I'm done with that. that. That's all I'm saying is Ricky Starks and Adam Cole would be a solid match for a world title. Yeah. What about you, Connor? Who would who is who would be your wild card pick? Um, I just want to go through my uh, list real fast. Uh, like uh, three. Uh, oh yeah, sure. Uh, go ahead. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, you're fine. Uh, so I looked in the comments earlier. Uh, Brian Danielson being MJF Revolution 2024. Uh, MJF's like, "Gonna beat you." But they're gonna they're gonna have like another match on Dynamite or something. So MJF can say that he's. I've beaten you before. Like, what else do I have to do? Then he puts up his career. Uh, I think Brian Danielson beats him, and then uh, Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson doesn't have to have a long reign, so maybe lose at a special edition Dynamite or Devil or Nothing. Moving to like something like Adam Cole or Wardlow. I say a heel Adam Cole would be very good. Uh, I was in the comments earlier that every world champion that I predicted since AEW started has came true. Uh, I said Jericho would be the first champion because. You know, it's a new company. They need someone big going to TV. Moxley, he's uh, well, he was he was the second biggest name at the time. Uh, Omega, he's uh, it was time for him to win that world title. Uh, he won the tag title with Hangman. He's uh, he beat Hangman uh, at Full Gear twenty twenty. He's he, he beat everybody. It was time for him to go against Moxley. It's the only guy he didn't go against at the time. Uh, Hangman. Uh, Revisit that feud. Hangman beating Omega. Punk beating. No, I didn't predict an interim champion. I didn't predict that. Uh, <laughs> no one can predict that. But, uh, yeah, I got uh, Danielson, Adam Cole, and then Wardlow beating Adam Cole, uh, which, uh, I don't know, it could go uh, Wardlow beating Danielson and Adam Cole beating Wardlow. Uh, but, yeah, uh, but for a wild card, uh Mm, that's tough. I don't see Jericho ever winning it again. Uh, I think Moxley will be. I think he will be the uh, wrestler who wins it the most times. I think when it's all said and done, Moxley will be an eight-time AEW World Champion. Uh, like when he decides to retire, like that's how many times he would have won it. Uh, Wild card. I want to say Sting so bad. I've seen someone's comment. I prime Sting as AEW. Yeah. I actually, actually believe he can do it. But uh, 
I'm going to go Malachi Black. Ooh, good pick. I like that one. That's another one that people know the name. He's got a good character, good gimmick. Lily could do not not a similar run to the Undertaker, but kind of mirror that that popularity and that um, you know that popularity and that character development, the character arcs that he had with his uh, with his many championship runs. So that's a good pick. Good job, Connor. I like it. Dig it. Um, for me, my wild card pick, I would have to go. Keith Lee. <laughs> Keith Lee. That's a good one. Keith Lee. Because he's still very agile in the ring. He can move like a big man. He can, like, he does stuff a lot of people, even like half his like height and weight could do. You know, yeah, he should. A lot of the moves he does, he shouldn't be doing. Like, it seems impossible for him. But, and I was just thinking that he was going to be like one of the biggest world champions in WWE. I literally thought he was going to win the big one one day. Well, I don't think he won the NXT championship, did he? I know he was North American. He did. Yeah, he oh, was he a did? double. Cha- yeah. He was a double champion for like a week or two. Okay, got yeah. Okay, now I remember. Yeah, it was like right before I called him up and made him Bearcat. Yeah, Bearcat. Bearcat. But I feel like Keith Lee. I think with everything he's done in this industry, and a lot of people still like. You know, they're still behind him. They, ha- you know, he is very well spoken when it comes to his promos. You know, I feel like it could be. I think it could be, bring something different to the you know championship than what we've discussed with our picks, like you know our our, our solid threes. Are, are we still pulling for Dustin Rhodes to maybe win a big one this year before he retires? I don't think he will. Fortunately, I think, I think, uh, I think he'd be he a is. good. I think he'd be a good TNT All Atlantic champion. He he he's been at least one type of. I still assume about Matt Hardy. Uh, I think Matt Hardy, uh, well, once Mark Quinn, like down the road, uh, Hardy Party being Trio's champ, not uh, Hardy, Page, and <laughs> hopefully by then they're Broken Party. Uh, the Nate have concluded that. Dope. And uh, Matt Hardy and the the Private Party, like they're all three of them's broken. Uh, but Dustin Rhodes, I've, at least TNT, maybe just for a day. I don't, or maybe just for a week, you know. Have him defend like it for a like, week and then have him lose that as special. Yeah. yeah. Almost like, like him Darby Allen. Hmm. Or maybe have him win it at a uh, Battle of the Belts or something. Yeah. If you look at it, like I think with the TNT Championship, there's times where I feel I think it's okay, um, especially after with, what happened with Darby and Joe with that hot potato where it was a short um, that short window of, you know, of a tile defense. And I feel like that I feel like it'd be a good way to send Dustin off into the sunset and maybe after, you know, maybe do it towards the end of the year and then have him retire, you know, after he loses. Or maybe retire as a champion. Yeah. That way he'd be like, here here you go. Give it to the next person. I had my moment. Well, like what he could do is like win the title and well, kind of like Mickey James, like, uh, like whenever, like, She's a champion, but whenever she loses the title, that's her last match. The last rodeo. The last rodeo. Which, well, he's protecting him, which that's been a very fun storyline too. So, like, I imagine can, uh, Cody I can on on impacts. Uh, <laughs> their, imagine if Cody uh, to come over to the last match. Yeah. So, I don't know. Actually, that would be a fun um, podcast in itself. 
doing a uh, Dustin. Maybe we'll do that. We'll, maybe we'll put that in the bank to do a little bit later. Is uh, how we would book the last ride of Dustin Rhodes. I really wish uh, there'd been at least one more Cody and Dustin match, but it's. Uh, I think that's well, hard. Well, that actually can happen. That actually can can happen. Uh, an AEW fight forever. Uh, can play that game. Yes, you can play as many stipulations as you want, but it can. It will happen again. <laughs> First blood match. <laughs> Just not the one. Moxley, he loses immediately. <laughs> it's instant lose. Did you guys see that meme today? On Facebook too. It was, it was, it was uh, for some reason I was circling Facebook about how Moxley will lose any first blood match right away. Um, there was one somebody had poked a hole um, in a KFC ketchup packet because it had you know the Colonel Sanders on it right in the center of his forehead. Mm-hmm. And it was gushing blood, and the caption read, "Moxley be like." Yeah. I don't know who else. Did someone you- made a post. It, it was. It I think it was it was a picture of Jordan Peele. It was double photos. It was that that meme of him sweating, but it was it was the sweat dripping. It's like, I think it was like I don't know who they used in the name. I think they said Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley five minutes into a match and it's yeah. sweat, and then the match the picture underneath that same picture but it's blood. It says Moxley five minutes into a match. Yeah, oh yeah. The hard part is. It kind of took away a little bit from Moxie's story. Last night, I feel like they did a good job with the uh, Texas Tornado match with Moxley bleeding, and I feel like that was a. I, don't, I think it was. I think it was a cool story with him and Preston. Still, I think it was still a. I feel like there's something there as well. So I think I don't know. I think they could be Moxley's next challenger after Hangman. Front I mean, man. after Hangman, I think I think I think Moxley needs a break. I think after Hangman, <laughs> let the man vacation. Revolution, the man needs his vacation. He hasn't yeah. taken one yet, and he was he you said know, uh, he, he was told he needed one. So I mean, you know when uh you know CM Punk's supposed to be clear in April, so he could take a load off of. Well, you, you got to have a cold back now, so like star yeah. power lines could take a load off, but yeah. Also, the middle of 2023 is probably going to be the. I think that's going to. Uh, April's going to be back into the million. Either Revolution or April is going to be a very interesting because it's. If uh, FTR doesn't come back at Revolution, they may come back with CM Punk when he, when he comes back. But uh, Revolution and going into April is going to be very interesting. Yeah. And especially with there's talks of FTR coming back. Sam Punk's trained back in a ring, so it seems like it's going to be. I don't know. I think there'll be some fun. Um, I, don't know, I think there'll be some fun things that happen. Kip Sabian's got a kid. What? Yeah. Kid Sabian. I didn't know he had a kid. Is it his, is it his and Penelope's? Mm-hmm. Like, does him and Penelope Ford have a kid? Uh, kid Sabian's coming to AEW. Oh, kids. <laughs> Ah, I said you did that. Okay, okay. Well, Michael, um, like I said, it's almost a broken record at this point. With we, a lot of people deserve to be booked better, and I think we've all mentioned Spears, Archer, House of Black. I would disagree with that now because it's like House of Black's actually being. I feel like House of Black's actually being booked better. What do you yeah, think? I think what, I think once I think once House of Black came back, um, I think. I think they're they're getting pushed towards that elite versus house of black 
trios title match. Yeah. Um, and I think I think it's going to be a stellar match, and I think that's where you 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 put the titles on House of Black because that that's your backup plan if if the whole Connor Dream match of Punk and FTR against the Elite doesn't work out. Yeah, you know, if Punk and the Elite don't come out as a trios and goes against the Elite, then your then your your fallback is House of Black. Yeah, and I think I, I still think something's going to happen at Revolution. So, like I think uh, big. I like to see uh Sam Punk come back just to go, just go back straight into MJF, not go to the trios. I mean, I know, I know it's hot because uh, of obvious stuff, but I think that can make a lot of uh, money off of MJF and CM Punk, especially for a title. But they could, yeah. But either well, way, actually, um, either way, it's a big. Either way, uh, FTR and CM Punk, or you know, it's FTR and CM Punk versus the Elite, or Punk and MJF. It's both. No, whatever they have CM Punk do, it's gonna be something big for him to come back. Um, so it's always yeah, gonna be a big, yeah. big draw for. You have um, that. I think you have to have that. Um, I think what you do is you drop the belts off of the Elite, and then it's FTR and Punk versus the Elite, and then at um, at full gear, I think that's when you pull the trigger on CM Punk and MGF. Have that be your last big feud of the year, uh, at least pay per view on uh, pay per view cycle wise. I think. I think. I think the Elite and Punk and FTR. I don't think that match itself needs the trios titles either. No. Um, it's a no. nice little added like part to added. it. It's a nice little salt to it. But I don't think you need titles for that. I think. I think you could drop the belt styles to black and have them feud with teams for the trios, and then you know, um, have Elite and against Punk and FTR. Um, I just, I just hope uh, when if House of Black win that they have some teams lined up from the goal against. Um, I think you're kind of setting. I think they're setting it up now. If you look at what's going on, I know they got a well, Top Flight and Air Fox in our third title defense, but well, actually their second title defense gets the Elite because they did go, they go, they did go for trios titles against the yeah. uh, Death Triangle. Um, oh, uh, Death Triangle. Uh, well. The Lucha Bros are back, but uh, I think they should go into the tag division for a bit. But if they wanted to yeah. later on, maybe have Death Triangle versus House of Black for trios titles. Um, split them up from pack for now. Yeah, I think for right now, uh, well, well, uh, well, pack has visa issues anyways. So yeah, that's uh, putting pack. This may come during that big so know, trio matches. Yeah, so putting the Lucha Bros back into the tag division will be good for tag division because they're one of the best teams in Wakanda and wrestling in general, like in the entire world, I feel like. Yeah. From, from Impact to, you know, AEW, AAA. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. All right. Well, that is going to do it for Talking Elite tonight. I'd like to thank Connor for uh, coming on. It's so good to see you, man. It's always a pleasure to have you. Um, yeah, it was, a miracle. it was a miracle. I'm actually in the hospital uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. Really? Is everything okay? Well, not with me, but uh, just uh, someone else in my family. Well, we hope whoever it is, they have a uh, speedy recovery. 
Um, we'll say some prayers for him, of course. If you guys in the comment section uh, could say a prayer for Connor and his family, we'd really appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it's great to see Connor, and yeah, and hopefully that uh, your family member is okay and they, they recover quickly and everything. So positive thoughts and vibes for you, you and the fam. So, yeah. All right. Well, next week we got a very fun episode planned. Well, at least I do because I haven't told these guys about it yet. So we are going to predict the all-out 2023 card. We're going to talk about how we would book it and uh, what your main key matches will be. All-out, that, that far, huh? That far in advance we're doing an all-out? It's prediction. Like that sounds, you know? that sounds pretty fun because like, that sounds pretty fun you don't know anything. So you I really mean, you don't. Yeah. You don't. So you can really, yeah. So you can really book your own car without even knowing what's going to happen right now. Yeah, interesting. I like it. So, yeah. So um, we'll each get uh, ten matches to book, and then two pre-show matches. Sound good, to you guys? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I also want to mention uh, Aiden's. This is talking at least. Booking Elite. Aiden's Booking Elite will be on very, very soon because it's around Revolution time. Uh, our first subject was, uh, well, we filmed this a, month, a few months ago, so but all those matches are not going to be happening, but I think it'd be an interesting video to be out, uh, like our predictions for the Revolution 2023 card, uh, which will be out on Monday. Awesome. Can't wait to see that. So make sure you guys follow our YouTube channel. Make sure you guys uh, subscribe down below. Connor has been working his butt off, literally, to put out a lot of good stuff. So it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a good lineup of shows coming up. Um, we got some stuff in the works, of course. Um, are we having Lady Frost on um, these coming coming up soon, or is that still in the works? Well, uh, I may have been uh, frosted by that. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say ghosted, but uh, I am uh, still in. I'm, I'm still trying to get that worked out. But uh, I, I said it on uh, last night. Uh, Devon Dudley, uh, he just left WWE uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, Devon Dudley might, uh, you know, be on here eventually. But uh, the one I'm most looking forward to doing is the is the uh, Ken Shamrock because that was a total disaster, and. <laughs> After a total disaster, it needs to be something. It needs to turn into something. But, uh, but I, I hope I can get uh, Lady Frost. Uh, like, like everyone, uh, message and tag Lady Frost in the All Elite Zone page. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, make sure you go follow us on Spotify. Um, we, we're putting up content on there as well. Um, post past shows on there. Um, go back. Go listen to some of the cool shows that we've done. Um, there's some great freak-out moments from both myself um, and a couple others from the past that are no longer on the show. Um, of course, go check out some of our past Talking Elite episodes if this is your first time listening. Um, don't forget, uh, we'll be back tomorrow night for Rampage, and we will do a watch-along with Rampage. So uh, come on out um, and join our watch-along. Uh, follow us on Twitter at AllEliteZone1. Go, go like us on Facebook. We post different things every day or well almost every day uh we post different things and then um we'll post a poll up here 
in the next uh, little bit about our um, who you think would be the next world champion, and I'll put our number one uh, picks on there for you to go and uh, like. So, and we'll read the results next week on Talking Elite. So, uh, thanks again to Adam and Connor. It's always a pleasure to have you guys on my crazy madness show. So, and thank you to the listeners. It was fun to have you guys in the comments. Uh, keep coming back each week, and like I said, we'll enjoy Talking Elite and the conversations. So without being said, I will bid you guys adieu and good night. Bang.